everyone, and welcome back to the Football Outsiders Fantasy Podcast. I'm Scott Spratt, a writer for Football Outsiders, part of the Edge Sports family. It's Super Bowl week, and with just two teams left to play, your daily hosts have some variant games this week to help you scratch that DFS itch one last time this football season. All of the prices I'll reference in today's episode are based on DraftKings' in-game showdown game, and that treats every player as a flex option regardless of position and just constrains you by total salary. But no matter what type of daily game you want to play this week, my review of the best and worst venue, weather, and defensive matchup considerations should help you make the best decisions for your lineups. Of course, I say that, and I think it's really just defensive matchups that matter this week. The forecast for the Super Bowl in Miami is for sun, 67 degrees at uh, uh, temperatures at kickoff, and moderate or kind of lighter winds around 9 miles per hour. So I really don't think the weather should have too much to do with the game. And with both Jimmy Garoppolo and Patrick Mahomes having a history of performing better on the road than at home anyway in fantasy, I really think it's all about the defenses this week. That said, both teams have really good defensive, uh, in in particular pass defenses, and so that leaves very few players to have plus matchups this week. That said, I will start with those, and I have four players with plus matchups this week, and they include Raheem Mostert, Tevin Coleman, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Damian Williams. For Garoppolo, I kind of mentioned already that he's performed a little bit better on the road than at home. It's not dramatic. Since the start of 2017, he's thrown 24 more for 24 more yards per game and scored 0.5 more fantasy points per game on the road than at home. And that's again, it's it's pretty much a neutral split, but quarterbacks generally perform better at home than on the road, more than a fantasy point per game on average. So relative to the average, that's a pretty unusual split for Garoppolo. And that's even true for, for quarterbacks with the home uh, outdoor stadium the way that Garoppolo has. So I think it, it probably shows a level of comfort. Or it's either that or it's just a small sample quirk. But either way, I don't think you're scared off by the fact that he's not playing at home in San Francisco this week the way he has throughout the playoffs so far. Now, that said, the Chiefs matchup is a pretty bad one for for a passer. Um, they had the number six DVOA pass defense versus number 29 DVOA run defense. But the reason this ends up being a plus matchup overall is that even though the, the Chiefs decreased their opponents passing yards per game by 12% and touchdowns per game by 16%, they increased their opponents' pass plays in general by 10%, especially when the Chiefs pull up uh, in games, they force their opponents to throw the ball more. So Garoppolo could easily be in a situation where he's less efficient on a per-pass basis, but he just throws a lot more passes than usual this week trying to catch up to the Chiefs, which would likely buoy his fantasy totals. Um when it, when it kind of all comes together, I have him ranked 7th among all players at all positions this week, which is where he's priced in DraftKings in that in-game showdown game at $12,000. So I think he's a fair player to, to go with this week. And given that I think some of the 49ers running backs are good matchups, it may be a good decision to try to go with the 49ers stack this week. The 49ers running backs are the only ones that on paper have a really plus matchup this week, facing off against the Chiefs' number 29 DVOA run defense, which is much weaker than their number 6 DVOA pass defense. Uh, the Chiefs, you know, the, there's a there's several factors here that are kind of going going into that play. One, it's that the poor run defense in general. Two, it's the fact that they only decrease run plays by 5%, a pretty small number given that they tend to build those leads. Three, they're the number 20 DVOA defense against running back receivers and allow 58 receiving yards per game to running backs, which is the most at the position. And four, uh, they're the 49ers offensive line has 4.53 adjusted line yards, which is eighth best at the in the NFL. And the Chiefs defensive line is just 4.82 adjusted line yards, 28th 
uh, in the NFL. So I think this is a real situation where the 49ers may be able to push around the Chiefs' front uh, front seven and generate some running lanes for the running backs. So it really just becomes a question of which 49ers running backs you want to start. I think Raheem Mostert is the obvious option. Obviously, he had the most success two weeks ago after Tevin Coleman got hurt. Although Tevin Coleman did return to practice on a limited basis for the first time yesterday on Wednesday, he dislocated his shoulder in that previous game. And so I'm I'm leaning toward he's probably going to play, in particular, given that it's the Super Bowl last game, he can probably make it through this one. But it still seems like a pretty risky play to rely on Coleman this week. And so I think Mostert is much safer, even though he's much more expensive, just up for $14,000 in DraftKings. That price ranks him fifth among all players, and I have him sixth at the position. I think he's a fair player to build lineups around, even though he's not a tremendous value. His upside, I think, is greater than I'm suggesting here, especially if Coleman ends up missing. And in particular, because he's so involved in the, in the team's passing game, he's had 11 catches over the team's previous, I think, seven games. Uh, and the, the other backs um, have just eight in that time. So it, it's a pretty heavy advantage there for Mostert in the receiving game. The one thing I'll mention, though, is if you want to make a little bit of a counterplay, Matt Breida might end up being a pretty good option for you. He's very inexpensive this week. And in a situation where Coleman ends up missing the whole game, it's possible Breida could end up having some value this week. Now, the only other player that has a plus matchup overall this week, in my mind, is Damian Williams. And it's it's really this matchup isn't super great. It's just that his his particular split of work kind of leans him towards being a playable option. Uh, the 49ers, I mean, the, the Chiefs in general don't have the same advantage with the with the offensive line that the, the 49ers do. The Chiefs have 3.88 adjusted line yards on offense, which is 28th in football, while the 49ers have 4.16, which is 13th and probably getting better with increased health. Uh, the 49ers also decreased run plays by 7% and decreased rushing touchdowns by 21%, two other factors that probably hurt Damian Williams. But Williams does so much of his work as a receiver and, and close to the goal line where he scored seven touchdowns over his last four games. So given his relative safety and the general explosiveness of the Chiefs offense that I think creates scoring opportunities for, for Williams, I think he's a guy you can use even at his expensive price tag of $14,700. That's the third highest among all players, but I've ranked him third. The one thing I'll say, though, is that the 49ers have the number two DVOA pass defense and number one DVOA defense against receiving backs, allowing just 25 receiving yards per game to the position. So Williams normally gets most of his, his fantasy production as a receiver and maybe a little bit harder to come by against the 49ers. I just don't think the 49ers or really any defense can totally stop what the Chiefs are doing. And so I think Williams is a fair player to start in DFS this week. But if, you, if you're going to build a collection of lineups, I would probably put Mostert as the primary running back and more of them that I would put Williams, uh, even though Williams, I think, has a sort of a clearer establishment of the, of the Chiefs' number one running back role than, than Mostert does for the 49ers at this point. Okay, shifting over to the, the players with the worst matchups this week, there's quite a few. Uh, it's pretty much everyone else that's relevant. In order from most damaging to, to best, I'm going Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Emmanuel Sanders, Sammy Watkins, McCall Hardman, Patrick Mahomes, Kendrick Bourne, and Demarcus Robinson. But I'll actually start the discussion with Patrick Mahomes, basically to say that he may have a slightly bad matchup, but I'm definitely not scared of him in, in DFS or otherwise this week. I mentioned earlier that he's performed better on the road than at home in his career since 2017, averaging 20 more yards, 0.6 more touchdowns, and 3.9 more fantasy points per game on the road than at home. So I don't think there's any concern there. 
And while the 49ers do have the number two DVOA pass defense, they decrease pass plays by 9%, and they, they decrease passing yards per attempt and touchdowns per attempt by 17% and 11% respectively. I just don't think Mahomes is containable in the way that a lot of other quarterbacks are. When he's faced off against the other best pass defenses that he's faced this this season, like that includes the Ravens, includes the Bears, um, and includes the the Patriots, all of those teams in the top uh, eight in, in pass defense DVOA, he's averaged more than 300 passing yards and more than two total touchdowns per game. And I expect it'll be kind of a similar situation here against the 49ers. So all of that said, I have Mahomes ranked first although he's probably a little bit closer to the rest of the other players in my consideration than he is in DraftKings where he's $18,900. I think it's probably just a situation where DraftKings is expecting a few, uh, a little bit higher total of passing touchdowns than I am, but I'm definitely not scared of using Mahomes or building stacks around him and uh, the Chiefs passing game. The real consideration would probably be if you want to go with Mahomes at quarterback is which skill players do you want to pair with them? And based on DraftKings prices, I think you would expect Tyree Kill to be the best choice there. He's the most expensive and the second most expensive player overall in DraftKings. It's $16,500 this week. But I've actually ranked him lower at fourth among all players and behind Travis Kelsey. And it's, it's kind of a tricky situation where some of the numbers make it look, I think, worse as a matchup for him than I think it is in reality. The 49ers have the number two DVOA defense against tight ends this season, and they allow just 40, 34 yards per game to the position. That's the smallest average in football. But kind of going through the tight ends that have faced off against the 49ers this season, I think it's actually been a weird situation where the 49ers have faced just a, a very weak set of tight ends overall. For the season, they've only faced four total players in five total games of tight ends that are in the top 12 of total fantasy scoring this season. That includes Tyler Higby twice, Although once before his breakout, and this is in the first half of the season, but then faced him later in the season after the breakout. Also faced Mark Andrews once, Jared Cook once, and Austin Hooper once. And if you're looking just at those top fantasy options, your tight end ones, they actually performed fairly well against the 49ers overall. Andrews had three catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown. Jared Cook had two catches, 64 yards, and two touchdowns before getting knocked out still fairly early in that game with a concussion. Austin Hooper, mild game, three catches for 20 yards, but Tyler Higby in his second game, nine catches, 104 yards on 11 total targets. So some pretty strong fantasy success there. And given Travis Kelsey's huge workload and just his, I would say his inability to be guarded by most defenses, I expect he'll be fine in this game. And so I have him second overall. I think he's a good bargain at just $14,400 in DraftKings. That said, I don't think Tyreek Hill necessarily is a bad option either uh, if you want to build a, a chief stack for you. If you're looking at some of the lower cost Chiefs options at wide receiver, I would probably steer clear of Sammy Watkins. Uh, he is $10,500 in DraftKings, which is the ninth most expensive. I think that is built on his success in his previous game. He had more than 10 targets last week. But overall, over the last, I'd say since week 12, the team's bye week, he's had more more like a double the number of, of targets and receptions as, as Demarcus Robinson and McCole Hardman, whereas his price this week is three times as high as those guys. If I'm going to only pick one, I think I'm going to pick McCall Hardman. He's the least expensive at 3300 and I have him ranked a little bit higher than Demarcus Robinson overall. I just I like his chances to score a deep touchdown a little bit better than I like Demarcus Robinson's this week. Meanwhile, if you're going to go with the 49er skill options, George Kittle is my number one. I know he hasn't done much the last two games where he's been more of a run blocker. So really, this and any kind of 49er stack that's relying on their pass catchers, I think you're hoping that the 49ers fall behind or at least aren't way ahead so they can't run the ball as much as they have. 
Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't thrown more than 22 attempts in a game over the, ten, the team's last three weeks. So really, none of their skill options is going to be able to thrive in those circumstances. The Chiefs could change that ball game, and if they do, I think Kittle has the highest upside. The Chiefs, they actually have the number four DVOA defense against tight ends, but I think it's a little bit easier to tell that that isn't as important from a fantasy consideration. Uh, they're allowing 59 yards per game to the position, which is the sixth most, and I just don't think Kittle, kind of like Kelsey, it's a guy that even a good defense against tight ends probably can't slow down too significantly. So I think Kittle is, is a pretty good value. I've ranked him fifth. His price tag on DraftKings is 12600 which is the sixth most expensive uh, for the week. And then other than that, you know, Debo Samuel, Emmanuel Sanders, and Kendrick Bourne, I think, are your other three options. Those are the only three wide receivers for the 49ers that have seen a target since week 12. So I think that's pretty much the full list there. Samuel has sort of taken over as the number one guy over the last maybe five or six weeks over Samuel, but he's priced for it at $11,400. That's $3,600 more expensive than than Sanders. But I think that's fair. I think they have pretty even uh, matchup considerations here where the Chiefs are number three in DVOA defense against number one receivers and number seven in DVOA against number two receivers. So pretty even splits here. And I think that Samuel continued to get the similar amount of workload advantage over Sanders as previously, making him a fair bet. I have him eighth overall, and he's the eighth most expensive option in $11,400. But that said, I think Kendrick Bourne might actually be the, the sort of the best value player uh, of any of these wide receivers. He's very inexpensive at $5,100. So he's a good back of the roster type of option if you're trying to squeeze in under the total budget with some of your more expensive players. So Bourne plays out of the slot, and the slot is kind of maybe the only real weakness of the Chiefs' pass defense. They're number 21 in DVOA against other receivers, so not number one and not number two receivers, making Bourne maybe a relative plus matchup here of those guys. And Bourne has six receiving touchdowns over the second half of the season in the playoffs, even though he's not getting a a ton of targets. He's somebody that uh, that Garoppolo is relying on a little bit more near the red zone. If you snuck in a touchdown, that would be a huge boon for your fantasy lineups at such an inexpensive price. So I think Bourne is a pretty cool option to go with maybe at the end of rosters or maybe as part of a more 49ers passing stack. Okay, I mean, pretty brief episode here with just the two teams in the Super Bowl. Hope you enjoy the Super Bowl. It's going to do it for this week's episode of the Football Outsiders Fantasy Podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It's available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and also Stitcher. They won't come weekly like they did in season, but I'm planning to do periodic episodes in the off-season too. So keep an eye on your podcast subscription feeds and on footballoutsiders.com for some excellent fantasy content throughout the off-season. Thank you, and I'll talk to you next time.